Chapter 14 Sugar Meets Reverend Bebo I was about two months pregnant with Jamal when Sloop came by the trailer looking for Abigail. I had long before told him to leave her sister alone, but he wouldn't. He came to the trailer and said, Y'all wouldn't take a ride? I said, I'm not going anywhere with you. Abigail was like, yeah, grinning and not seeing Sloop's ulterior motives. It's fine with me. Sloop, speaking to Abigail, said, Ask Sugar if she'll go riding with us. Finally, I said, Yes, I don't care. I'm doing nothing. I'm pregnant, my leg's broken, and I can't do nothing. I got into the back seat of the car, and sitting in the back was Reverend Bebo. I remembered Reverend Bebo from the Benevolent Society Mother's Day Church Service, and I remember him from when he used to come to our church to preach. He always preached the same sermon titled, If You Can't Pay the Piper, Don't Do the Dance. I do not know what the crap that man was talking about. But anyway, Reverend Bebo, cousin mother sister Bethesda's husband, was in the back seat of the car. I do not know if they were together. I never asked. I got in the back seat. Good evening, Reverend Bebo, I said. He answered, Hey, sugar, how are you doing? I'm fine, and I'm going to have a baby, I said, just to let him know. So we were just sitting in the back while Sloop was driving, and Abigail was sitting there beside him, grinning. Reverend Bebo started telling me a story. I realized then that this guy had a story for everything. I guess he was trying to see where I was in my thinking, because at that time I was 18 and pregnant, and he was a 52-year-old preacher. I said again, Well, I am pregnant, Reverend Bebo. He said, Just call me Bo. That was weird. In the South, if we didn't go to school with you, then it was Mr. or Mrs. or Reverend or whatever your title was. I said, Okay, Bo. I am pregnant. He said, Where's your baby's dad? I said, He's in Baton Rouge. He asked, He's not going to marry you? I said, no, we're not even together. He said, oh, you are pretty. I said, thank you. He said, I've never dated no pretty woman. As though we were dating now, I asked why. He said, because pretty women are whores. I did not know how to take that when I remember Eli had called me a whore once, and now he didn't even know I was pregnant. I hadn't told him yet. I asked Bo if he was still with Cousin Bethesda. He said, Baby, I'm too much man for Cousin Bethesda. She is an elder lady. She can't take all this. And so we just talked. He said, Can I come see you sometime? Nobody else was coming, so I said yes. We went down that new portion of the Choctaw Road extension. I was watching every turn we made in case they decided to take us off and do something to us. Eli would always say, Watch which way they turn when you're in the car with a man. And Mommy would say, Don't let them men take you down the Jurban Road. I think she meant Jubin Road because there was a Jubin Road between Denham Spring and Walker, which was dark, long, and winded before the developers came. So I told him, Yes, you can come see me. He seemed interested in that. So we finally made it back to the trailer, sloop parked, and we all exited the car. Bo escorted me up the plank path to the trailer. He reached into his pocket and pulled out some money and asked, You need a few dollars, sugar? 
Now I looked at him, and I remember what my mommy said. When I was a young girl, and I would go walk to church, and the men would shake their pockets at me, so I could hear their money jingling and crunch, I would just grit my teeth and roll my eyes at them, and I kept on going. Don't you take no money from no man, because ain't no man going to give you money for nothing. So I looked him in his eyes, and I told him, My grandmother told me don't take no money from no man. He said, Sugar, you're a woman now, and a woman needs money. I said, Okay, and took the money. He came to see me the next night. He came seeing me many nights after that. Then one night he didn't go home. 